most of the information or content we consume is someone else telling us our story. So why not give us the opportunity to tell the story as it is? And it's not washed or anything. It's just straight from our mouths. When it comes directly from us, it doesn't have other intentions. We're just saying our story as we experience it and not how someone else thinks we experience it. And I think that's why it's important for us as Africans to tell our own story the way we want to tell it. If we don't translate it, say it as it is, because that's how it comes accurate. And because sometimes things can get lost in translation. Africa X. Create your life. Beautiful people, this is the Create Your Life series and you're listening to Africa X, which is our special series focused on conversations and experiences with experts from Africa, in Africa, about Africa. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Today we have the honor of having another amazing guest in the building. She is a Kenyan native hailing from the Kikuyu tribe, so you know she is about her business. She is a passionate advocate for African voices and stories in the podcasting industry. As a data maven in the podcasting industry, she seeks to leverage advanced analytics and insights to drive informed decisions while enhancing user experiences and contributing to the growth and innovation of platforms. She is also an advocate for mental health and is the host of the Zen Moments podcast, which is a transformative meditative experience for listeners. And I've actually listened to it, so I can definitely attest to that. So beautiful people, we are talking about none other than Mrs. Angela Mashua. Angela, please say hello to the Create Your Life family. Hello, everyone. And thank you, Kevin, for having me on your platform. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you. No, Angie, I'm super excited about this conversation. Super excited to be here with you. I get to work closely with you. And the funny part is, is that we met in 2021 at a mutual friend's birthday event on the coast of Kenya in Lamu. It was a great weekend, amazing people. But somehow we started chatting because we were both at the bar, sober, not drinking, looking for Red Bull, which was so funny. And you had shared with me about your career aspirations, your desire to get back into the workforce. And fast forward two years later, you're on top of the African podcasting industry as a data expert on African podcasting in the world. So my question for you, Angie, is how did you get started in the podcasting industry? Yes, we met while on holiday and it was crazy. Yes, we were trying to look for non-alcoholic drinks and we couldn't just find one. So that's how we started talking. And yes, at that point, point, I had been on a career break because I just had my baby. She was about a year at that time. And I was trying to think about what would my next steps be? Because previously I was working in a grant fund where we were providing funding for agricultural projects. So I was a project manager. And with that, I got a lot of skills in terms of organization, optimizing and financing. But I just thought about, is that what I wanted to continue doing? So when we met and we started talking about podcasting, I told you how I've always listened to podcasts and I can remember my first podcast that I listened to was in 2014. That's when I started religiously listening to podcasts and you talked about what you were doing in your career. And for me, it was almost as not manifestation, but just like everything sort of made sense because I've been trying to get into the tech industry, but I didn't know in what capacity. So that's how I got into the podcast industry. We had a conversation and I told you my experience and then how podcasts 
podcasting was something that I really loved as a consumer. I listened to podcasts every day, going to work while I'm doing chores. It became part of me. So it was interesting to think about, okay, how about working in podcasting? It felt right. That's how I sort of got into it. It's been amazing to see your growth and watch you as this person who essentially, to me, I've been watching your evolution going from a project manager who was primarily dealing in finance to, I call you, that's my personal moniker for you, the data maven of African podcasting. So how has your experience as a project manager helped you to become the top data expert on African podcasting in the world? Okay, with project management, you really have to focus on the data, especially that's what I was focusing on initially, because you need data to make decisions. So let's say it was grant funding. We needed to know, okay, have the projects expended what they expected? And with that, you need to know the actual facts, the numbers, because it's the numbers which drove the decisions on whether something is working or not. So that was the main skill that made me think, okay, yes, I'm in project management, but the data aspect is what drives decisions. So with that, I got into data analytics. I started doing courses on Google and everything because I'm good with the numbers and I feel like that's where I thrive. So I felt like that is the best way to enhance my project management is understand the data and then therefore make decisions. And I want to highlight something is that when you sent me over your resume initially, it was a no brainer because I had conversations with you. But one of the things that I really loved as you know, you've been working with us at Afropods and seeing your evolution is that you taking these data analytic courses in order to become better at your job and have a different perspective on the things that you know. I mean, data is not the only thing that you do at Afropods. But Angie, talk to us a little bit about taking on that challenge of not having worked in the podcasting industry and making yourself adaptable to becoming an expert in this space. And even during your time as working at Afropods and joining and learning the space, to take your learning a step further, you also became a podcaster and launched your own podcast so that you can then understand the experience of podcasters. Please talk to us about that and just being, I want to say, moldable, but also a visionary and open to change and evolving. So I joined Afropods and I was a newbie in the tech industry in podcasting. At first, I felt like fish out of water because the whole team was talking about this and that and that. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. But after that, I'd go and research or I'd ask my colleagues for more information about that. And I felt like I knew about podcasts, but as a consumer, but here I am working in a platform that needs to discuss about the creators. So for me, I felt I like projects, so I like knowing what I'm doing. So with that, I decided to start my own podcast and do it as a newbie would do it. So without, let's say, going into a production house or everything, because we're trying to build a platform that's the best for African creators, I wanted to understand the challenges of someone starting podcasting. So I started my podcast. I didn't have equipment. I didn't have anything. But for me, the project was to understand who are we serving by becoming that person. So I started my podcast, which is called Zen Moments. I'm a mental health advocate and I love meditating. I thought this is a perfect fit. It would just be me walking you through meditation for 10 minutes. But with that, I needed to learn, okay, how does someone record? What kind of equipment do you use? Do you use your phone or what equipment can be available to you as a person who's just getting into it, but doesn't have, let's say, the funds to now get the most expensive equipment or even a producer or anything. So I just started like that. I put a blanket over my window, had my phone recording, and I had to go on YouTube and learn how to edit. Everything was a first for me, but it put me in the shoes of the African podcaster who's just starting out. And with that, as now I'm going to come back to the office and we're discussing things or how to build a platform, I'm 
more informed because I've done it and I understand what's needed or how we can make the experience better for people. So yes, for me, the how I learn is by trying and then using my experience to determine like or to advise how to go forward. Love that. Thank you, Angie, because what I'm hearing from you also is that the time spent outside of the office or at the job is where you really were able to hone your skills and really like build up. Like you said, you were a fish out of water, but you really caught up by putting in the extra overtime outside of office hours. So kudos to you for that. One question that I love to ask everybody when they come on is, why do you think African stories are important? Why should Africans be telling their own stories as opposed to what has happened in the past? I know the answer, but I want to hear your answer. Well, African storytelling is important because it needs to come from us. Most of the information or content we consume is someone else telling us our story. And for me, I feel like that's not how it should be because we can tell the story. So why not give us the opportunity to tell it as it is? And it's not washed or anything. It's just straight from our mouths. I feel like that's important because when it comes directly from us, it doesn't have other intentions. We're just saying our story as we experience it and not how someone else thinks we experience it. And I think that's why it's important for us as Africans to tell our own story the way we want to tell it. If we don't translate it, say it as it is, because that's how it comes accurate. And because sometimes things can get lost in translation. But if you say it as it is, that's the story. I love that. Sometimes things can get lost in translation, but if you say it as it is, then that's the story. Angie, because I know that you are the data maven, I have to ask, I want to get pointed on some of this data so that people who are not aware of all of the amazing things that are happening in the podcast industry in Africa, they get to hear from the source, the lady behind the numbers. Shout out to Africa PodFest because they do a lot of numbers as well and studies in collaboration with Barraza Media Lab and other creators and also in collaboration with Afropods from time to time. So Angela, what is your favorite statistic about the African podcasting industry? My favorite statistic about the African podcasting industry from research that I've conducted is that 47% of the respondents actually listen to podcasts. This for me shows that the industry is growing and there's an appetite for podcast listening. I feel like it gives hope that there's something here. From your perspective, how has the African podcast industry grown since you've been in it and what numbers can you share with us about its growth? The podcasting industry in Africa has really grown and we can see that from the number of creators that are joining hosting platforms such as Afripods. We're getting more questions about how do we do this? I want to get into podcasting. That's something that wasn't there before. Let's say if I talk about last year, you can see that has changed right now from my experience, as well as the number of podcasting hubs that are picking up in different cities and countries in Africa, such as South Africa, Ghana, Nigeria and Kenya. We have several podcasting hubs there because they're trying to get podcasters together to help educate and provide a platform where discovery is better for them. So I feel like that's part of the industry growing, as well as podcasting incubators and studios that are opening up to make it easier for new podcasters to have a place to start. You want to start a podcast, you want it to do it good quality, but you don't know how to do it. You can actually walk into an incubator or a studio and they'll help you from the get-go, whether it's recording and editing and publishing, and they give you a full service. So seeing that in the industry shows that it's growing and becoming something big in the market. Awesome. And what would you say are the most popular themes consumed by listeners, African podcast listeners? African podcast listeners listen a lot of lifestyle and culture. I'd say entertainment and comedy is also a big hit because um, we all want to laugh. And if we can find that in a podcast, people will get that. Current affairs is also something that's big. 
topic because there are a lot of issues or things happening in Africa that we want to know more about. So perhaps you see something on the news, but then a podcast can break it down. It's not just a fact being said. It can break it down, let's say, giving the history of something and how it got to this point. This is also seen in business news and tech news. That's quite popular in Africa because people want to be kept abreast of what are the new things that are happening and how to keep up with what's going on, as well as African history and culture. This is one of my favorite because I feel like Africans have reached a point where they want to know more and they want to know more from themselves. So one of my favorite podcasts is Matiringemi. It's a podcast that showcases the Agikuyu culture and heritage and customs. So for example, I was getting married traditionally this year, but I sort of know my culture. I do speak my language, but not fluently. And I just wanted to know more. I'm like, okay, I'm going into a wedding, a traditional wedding. But what does it mean? I could ask my parents that tell me, but learning from someone who gives you the history from the beginning to the end. And this is not like reading a book, like someone is explaining. It's very interactive. I feel like that's actually more helpful. And that's why such podcasts that showcase, you know, culture and African history are becoming very popular. So, you know, you get the opportunity to tap in even deeper by, like you said earlier, you know, hearing it the way that it's supposed to be, the way that people are, not letting it get caught in translation. So I love that for you, Angie, and congratulations on getting married. That's amazing. What has the data shown you about the profile of the person listening to African podcasts? So Africa Podfest did research in 2021. It was called Is This Mic On? And from that, they found that the average listener is between 24 to 35. Globally, they say more men listen to podcasts, but in this research, it was found that more women, African women, listened to podcasts. Angie, you gave us some insight. You're saying that, you know, ladies are the ones who are leading the podcast listening in Africa. From that, I guess I would want to know, like, what devices are people primarily using to consume podcasts? So in Africa, especially, smartphones have really taken over. And this would be the device that people mostly use because it's mobile and you can have it anywhere you go. I would say that's the primary device that people use to listen to podcasts, followed by laptops and tablets. However, because smartphones are very convenient, that would be the device that people mostly use. Okay. And how often are people listening to pods? What time of day? Are they doing any extracurricular activities while they're doing it? We want to know about the African podcast listener and consumer. So as I mentioned before, 47% said they listen to podcasts sometimes because radio is still king in Africa. You'd find there's a share of ear, if you can call it. People are dividing their time between radio and podcasts as well as social media and watching, let's say, on YouTube. But I'd say people are starting to uptake listening to podcasts and the time would be from Africa Podfest's research. It showed that people listened to podcasts mainly by 6 a.m. to noon and 6 p.m. till midnight. And this is because it coincides with commuting and podcasting is an activity that can be done while doing other things. So if you're on a bus or you're driving, this is a perfect time to listen to a podcast as well as if you're doing chores around the house. That's why the times are like really early morning and really late because during the day you're at work, you probably don't have the chance to listen to podcasts. So these are the most common times people consume. Okay. What has been the most surprising data set or statistic for you as you've been researching and understanding the numbers and behaviors of African podcasters and podcast listeners? I recently did some research on radio and podcasting 
And for me, the most surprising thing that came out was 81% of radio listeners would listen to radio on demand, which we're calling podcasts. So with 81% who are ready to listen to podcasts, it shows that there's a demand that we're not yet servicing, let's say, in terms of the content that's available. So people are ready to listen to podcasts. However, they don't know where they can find it or content creators are not yet adapted. And in this case, I'd say, let's say radio stations. So people are saying, I would listen to my radio show as a podcast because we are in the on-demand era. You want to listen to something, let's say there's a whole show, but there's music, there's ads and everything, but there was a hot topic or a small interview. That's something you want to listen to at any time that you want, or you want to listen to it over and over again, or you want to share with friends. So that for me is surprising. And it shows that there's so much more we can do in the industry to meet the needs of African listeners. Okay. Love that. And do African podcast listeners primarily listen to content from their country internationally or from other African countries? Are there any numbers that you can share with us about that so that we are in the know? So I'd say primarily African listeners are listening to podcasts internationally. However, that's changing as we get new creators, new platforms like AfriPods, which has African content and people are able to discover content from their country as well as other African countries. So it's more of a discoverability thing where the content is out there, but probably the listeners have not found it. With social media now, people are able to share where the people can find their content. And with that, it's increasing, like we're changing from only consuming international to consuming local content. So I feel like that's changing and that's exciting to see also. Angela, what is the ideal length of a podcast that an African podcast consumer wants to hear? From the data that I've observed, it indicates that it's 20 to 40 minutes. And if I can add to that, anything longer, like two hours might be a bit much. And that's why that's the sweet spot, 20 to 40 minutes. And the data actually shows that. And how are people primarily consuming podcasts? Is it data, Wi-Fi, downloading it prior? Mostly people consume data by downloading via Wi-Fi to allow you to be able to listen to it at any time. Because if you only rely on data, sometimes data is down or you're in a place that doesn't have enough network. So I would even say from my experience, I would download the episodes that I want to listen on that day and I have them in advance so that if anything, if I don't have, let's say, enough data or airtime or there's no Wi-Fi where I'm at, I still have access to the content. Okay, good. Good to know. Now I want to switch modes a little bit and talk more about the creator. What advice would you give to a new African podcaster starting out in the podcast game? My number one advice would be just start. As a new podcaster, you'd try and think so much. You'd feel like you want everything to be perfect and then you even get paralysis by analysis because you're just overthinking too much but you can't know what to improve until you start so that would be my number one thing if you're thinking of starting a podcast just start do the recording it might not be published but at least you did something and you can learn from that whether it's in terms of editing if it's in terms of how you want your voice to sound if you're doing video how your camera is set up to even learn how to publish on different platforms all that you can only learn by starting. So create your life family, Africa X family, get started. That's what Angie is saying, get started. Wow, create your life family. I hope that you are really enjoying this episode. 
I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors and let you know that our sponsors are giving special offers just for you. If you are a fellow busy podcaster who just wants to record and spend the rest of your time doing what you love, like working out at the gym with family and friends or traveling, use code CYLS for a discount on services when you go to podcastlaundry.com or call 347-871-8273 to schedule your consultation. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. And without further ado, let's get back to the show. Angie, why do you feel that podcasting is so important right now? And especially for the youth, especially like Africa has the largest Gen Z population, right? With 70% of the population being below the age of 30. Why is podding so important? Podcasting is so important because it gives you, the individual, the space to be who you want to be. There's no limitations in podcasting. And I think that's what makes it different from other platforms. As a young creator, you're able to express yourself how you want to without any limitations. And I think that it's important for the youth to be able to get into content creation as they would like without being told this is how you have to do it. And because I feel like that cripples creativity and podcasting has opened up that space that anyone can be anything they want to be. Let's say you have an idea yourself, but you don't know who will listen to you or you feel like this is a very niche topic. I don't feel like the people who would understand me. Podcasting is different in that there's something for everyone and you who feels like you don't have people who would listen to you, you're actually limiting yourself because there's a world out there in podcasting that you won't find until you try. And this happens as you publish something and you wonder, where am I getting listeners from? These are not my friends. These are just random people. It's because there's a world for you out there in whatever you're doing. So I think that's why podcasting is important, especially for the youth, because it gives them a platform or an opportunity to be who they want to be, express themselves how they want to be without any limits. I love that. What role has mentorship played in your success? Mentorship has been very important because it's helped to guide me in, let's say, understanding what I'm doing or how I can better things. Mentorship is important also because sometimes you might feel like I'm just doing something. You're only looking at the now, but with mentorship, you're able to see the entire growth journey. That's how I feel like it's important. And how do you stay motivated on a day-to-day basis to get up? I know you go to the gym heavy and and form at such a high level at your job and in life period, especially as a parent, as a wife, you do all of these things. Like, how do you keep yourself on top of things? I feel like sometimes motivation can be fleeting, but when discipline checks in, that's when things move. For me, I'm a gym buff. I love to gym. I wake up at four in the morning. I'm in the gym at 5 a.m. I don't always wake up motivated. I can say that. And that's the truth with anything. Sometimes you don't have the motivation, but if you believe in your journey, if you believe in what you're trying to do. You just wake up and do it and everything else will line up. Sometimes if the motivation is not there and you don't take that extra step, you won't get to where you're going. So for me, it's more about just deciding where I want to go and making those 1% increments, just like one more day, one more step, one more thing to get me to my goals. Other than consistency, what have been your keys to personal growth? My keys to personal growth have been consuming a lot of content in whatever I'm trying to improve in my life. I like self-development podcasts. Those ones have helped me to understand where I'm at and where I'm trying to go to. I'd say also support from family and friends. Those things also do come into play. You cannot live in a silo. And I 
feel like when all those things check in balance, when all those things come together, they do help you in wherever you're trying to go. What are some things that you wish you knew before you jumped in the podcast industry? Oh, that's a great one. I wish I knew that it actually take time. You have to set out time to do this podcasting. It's not something you just wake up and do. As I said, you should start podcasting. However, understand that you have to invest your time in it. And this is in terms of learning because you need to learn how to let's say edit or even do your podcast you need to set some time for that recording is another thing I needed to understand it's very intentional you have to decide okay so today is a recording day and I'm going to record because let's say if you decided you want to do an episode a week and you don't pre-record or record in batch life happens and if you don't plan ahead you won't be able to do what you're doing so that's one thing I've learned you need to plan and invest time in podcasting. However, it's worth it. Was there ever any point that you were going to give up? When, why, and how did you push past that point? There were several times I wanted to give up because it felt difficult. I jumped in and I wasn't sure how or where it's going. Or sometimes you feel, is anybody listening to me or listening to my content? So I did feel like giving up a few times. However, I tried to remind myself of my goal. I said, I wanted to do this. Why stop in between. It was also very encouraging getting messages from strangers on, let's say, Instagram where I was sharing or promoting my podcast. Strangers would tell me, wow, like this was an amazing episode. It really helped me when I was having a low day or something. And for me, that showed me it's not just about me. I jumped into it just as a hobby for myself, but the impact it was having on other people rewoke the energy in me to continue going and not give up. And so for you, Angela, what has been the biggest personal challenge that you've needed to overcome in order to be who you are today? For me, one of the challenges I've had to overcome is I would say maybe imposter syndrome. Sometimes you might enter a space where you feel like I can't do this. And it's not that anyone has told you that you can't, but it's the talk in your head. So for me, I've had to overcome that and say, I'm in that space because I deserve to be in that space. Nobody's stopping me from being there. And I need to let the talk in my head not overtake and control my efforts going forward. So I feel like imposter syndrome is something that a lot of people struggle with. But if you just decide and tell yourself, this is not real, you can do what you want to do and there are no limits, you can go ahead. Yes. And create your life, family, Africa family, I definitely want to highlight. Like I get to see Angela consistently and I watched her evolve and she is definitely full of that confidence and host stuff and things like that. But when we first met, she was more reserved. She's really a woman about her word and a woman about the work of becoming better. So I can personally attest to that. You know what I mean? I've seen her overcome this challenge and it's amazing to see. So Angie, kudos to you. Thank you. <laughs> Who's been your biggest champion on your path to becoming who you are today? My biggest champion I'll say champions because there are many, would first be my parents. From them just allowing me to do anything I want to do and not stifling me in whatever they think I should be. They've given me the space to go in any direction I want to go and provide support in any way that I need it. I'd also say my husband because we talk every day and I can tell him about my challenges. He's been my biggest supporter right now. Just as we started a family and then now I wanted to break 
into the tech industry, him himself being in the tech industry, that gave me motivation that I can do this also. And my daughter, who is only four years old, but she gives me the drive to do what I want to do because I want a better future for both of us and for her to see that you can do anything that you want to do. Angie, what does your peer group look like? My peer group consists of people I've known for such a long time since high school. We created a very great bond. And as much as we went to different universities all around the world, we found our way back together. And these are people who are entrepreneurs, self-starters, they're like very hardworking people. Those are the peers I surround myself with because it's motivating and you can have fun. And because you've grown up together, you've seen each other through so many memorable things and life just feels good knowing that you're surrounded by people who love and trust you, but are also pushing you in whatever you're doing in life. Also, at the set of peers are my gym buddies because finding a group of people who trying to attain the same thing of personal development and growth, but waking up very early in the morning, it's good to find such a community because you help push each other in whatever you're doing. This question I have to ask everybody that comes on the show. If you weren't doing what you are doing now, what would you be doing? I would be an artist. I'm actually a very good graphic artist. I guess it runs in the family because my mom is good at art and my brother is a very good artist also. In high school, I was always getting awards for art. I still have the skill, but I feel like with life and adulting, so many other things come up and, you know, take that time for the competition in terms of do you do this? Do you do that? So my art work fell on the wayside, but I'm a very good artist. So I'd be an artist. Awesome. With podcasting growing at such a quick pace, what do you feel the future of podcasting looks like in Kenya and Africa as a whole? Podcasting is growing exponentially. And in Kenya, you can see the difference because every day that I go on social media, somebody is announcing their new podcast. And I love to see it because it's such a new space and an exciting one at that. I feel like the growth would be interesting because it doesn't rely on what's happening in the West. You're able to set out in Africa what we want it to be. So I'm excited for that podcasting growing in Africa and Kenya. Love it. Okay. Last question, but this is one that has become a staple in Africa X. Angela, what is your commitment to building a brighter future for Africa? And how are you inspiring others to follow their passions and make a positive impact? That's a loaded question, but I'm pretty committed to using my skills in project management and data to figure out what is needed and how do creators in Africa and Kenya want to get into podcasting because we need to build a platform or an industry that is easily accessible by everybody, but also, most importantly, make it possible for people to make a living out of podcasting because content creation, yes, it's still a new thing, but it's a viable option for monetizing yourself, whether you're a company or you're just trying to build your own brand, your personal brand or your company brand, we need to make the space viable for everyone to be able to be successful. And my commitment in that is just being involved in the industry in whatever capacity, but mainly in data to push for platforms to provide the space for this to be possible. Awesome. So Angela, this next aspect of the interview is rapid fire questions. You are about to enter the dolphin tank. I have one question for you. Okay, go ahead. Are you ready? I'm ready. 
Okay, here you go. You have to answer these questions less than 30 seconds. First question. What was the last song you listened to on your playlist and why? I listened to Hambawena by Lira from South Africa. I just love her music, the jazz, and just puts me in the right space when I want to chill and just be zen. Oh, zen. Zen, zen. moments. Y'all hear it? Hashtag zen moments podcast. <laughs> what are your goal setting methods and how do you measure or make sure that you're growing each year? So my goal setting methods are, right, first of all, writing it down. If it's not on paper, I feel like it doesn't exist because sometimes things are in your head, but I feel like by writing it down, I can be accountable. So I do try to put down my goals. I don't necessarily wait for the 1st of January or the 1st of the month to start a new thing. I believe like you can start anything at any time and not put the pressure on it's a new month. Let's do this. So I remove that pressure for myself, but I do have goals that I write down and I consistently make sure that I do achieve them by checking myself against what I'd promised myself, whether that's putting a tracker, like if I said I'm going to the gym four days in a week, how did I achieve that in this week and what are the reasons I didn't and having a review session with myself to make sure that I'm not just slacking and I'm accountable to what I said I'll do. What was holding you back from creating a life that you always wanted? I'd say imposter syndrome, which I'd mentioned before. Imposter syndrome was stopping me from just doing what I wanted to do. But after overcoming that, you realize you're only holding yourself back and there's no one there to save you. Like essentially you save yourself in this life. So if you want to do something, you can't wait for someone to tell you to come and push you. It's all within you. And that means just talking to yourself and doing the thing. And take action, take action. Top tech that you're using to make your life run smoothly. I love productivity apps. I have all of them. Right now I'm using Notion for organizing notes and keeping myself. I love organization. So Notion is good for that. Loving Archiflow, which is a web platform that helps you integrate all your calendars and all your emails together. Because if I have, let's say, three calendars, one is personal, one is for work and one is for something else. Being able to integrate all that together helps me keep myself organized and being able to integrate other apps such as Notion. Favorite quote or model that you live by? Just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Nike. I love that because it's simple, but it says a lot. It's just do it. Stop overthinking things. Just wake up and do it. You want to lose weight. You want to gain weight. Just do it. Wake up and do it. Don't wait for everything to be perfect. Just do it. Favorite or most impactful book that you've read? I've always loved The Alchemist. It's something I think I read in a day. I remember I was reading it in a matatu and there was a lot of traffic then. And it's a book that I always go back to from time to time. So The Alchemist. Okay. Please tell the Create Your Life and Africa X family for those not in Kenya what a matatu is. A matatu is a type of public transport that we use in Kenya. Basically, it's a van that has about 14 seats and allows you to commute between everywhere, like from home to town to any place that you want to be. But it's part of our culture. Yeah. And they have different names in different countries. I think in Ghana, it's like a chocho. I forget yeah. the name in SA. It's a taxi in SA. Oh, yeah. right, right. Okay. Three jewels you would tell someone looking to create the life that they've always dreamed of. Okay. To create the life you've always dreamed of. I would say it starts with visioning and writing it down. Decide how you want your life to go and dream big, like write it all down. The second tip would be to just do it. 
if you set out to break it down into steps that you're able to achieve, like don't talk about this is what I want to be in a year. That's the main goal. However, you need to break it down like to get here in a year. What do I need to do this month? What do I need to do this week? What do I need to do this day? Because when it's bite sized, you'll see your progress and you'll get encouraged by the progress. However, if you only wait for the result, you'll feel like you're not moving at all. The third one is to enjoy the journey as you're trying to get to where you are going because it's not just about the end it's about how you're going who you encounter on your journey how you're growing bit to bit because all that matters it's not just the end goal it's how you got there so i'd say enjoy it because we have one life to live so make it the best that you have love that one life to live make it the best what's next for you angela what's next for me is to elevate my life and get to where i'm going by achieving my goals and especially in the podcasting industry i want to be at the top as we're growing the industry. I want to be able to say, yes, it was my efforts that actually helped this industry get where it was going. And what's the best way for us to keep in contact with you and also to listen to Zen Moments? Yes, please listen to Zen Moments podcast, which is available anywhere that you listen to podcasts such as Spotify, AfriPods, Google Podcasts. You can also find me on LinkedIn as Angela Mashua, and you can find me on Instagram at Angela underscore Mashua. So Angela, congratulations. You have survived the dolphin tank. I have survived. I did it. (laughs) We have reached the part of the interview where it's time for the turnaround. This is the part of the interview where you get to ask me any three questions that you want, completely unscripted, and I have to answer. Now, Create Your Life family, y'all know how this goes. This is Angela's first time here and Create Your Life family, a good surprise. This is actually Angela's first podcast interview. So I want to say, you know, shout out to her for being brave and coming on the Create Your Life series and that, you know, so far it's been a pleasure to have you on here, but I don't know about these questions that you're about to shoot at me. So we'll have to see, but I just have one request. Okay. Please be gentle. Let's do this. Okay, Kevin, if you were a girl, wow, what would your name be? <laughs> if I was a girl, what would my name be? <laughs> I don't know. I have a feel like my parents named me. I don't have an idea. What name resonates with you? Yes. What name resonates with me? Yeah. You have to answer. I know. I have to answer. Maybe a Cole or what is it? Like a unisex name? Maybe like Ryan? Ryan. I don't know. That's a nice name. Okay. If you could choose one country to live in for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Wow. I actually don't have an answer for that. You have to pick one. Living in one country for the rest of my life. I don't know. That seems so confining. I don't know if I could do it. Yes. I don't know that I could pick a country that I have to live in for the rest of my life, but I am enjoying my time living in Kenya and the winters are fairly nice. So I appreciate that. So it would have to be somewhere that's warm all the time or the majority of the time. So right now, the only answer that I have is Kenya. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And the last one, what is your favorite Kenyan food that you could eat all day? A chapati. All day. Chapati. All (laughs) All day, every day. That was an easy one. Yeah, definitely. I remember there was a time where I was like a fanatic about chapati and dengue. Yeah, I used to eat it like every single day. So yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites. Angie, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today and for allowing us to be your first podcast interview here at Africa X. You are a star. We want to continue to see you shining. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kevin, for having me here. And to the Create Your Life listeners, I hope you enjoyed my story. I'm sure we have. And I have. 
So I'm pretty sure the fam will too. So Create Your Life family, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast, especially on Afropods and share with everyone that you know. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to info at CYLseries.com. The Create Your Life series is executive produced by myself, Kevin Y. Brown, and produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company. And this episode has been recorded in Nairobi, Kenya at Kofisi Studios. So until next time, create your life, feed your ambition. Hanga Ubuzima Wifuza. Create your life. Africa X. This episode was brought to you by PodcastLaundry.com. I love Podcast Laundry. It provides a real solution to free up my time. And time is the only resource that we cannot get back. Podcast Laundry was created with love to help other fellow busy podcasters free up time so that they could do more of what they love, whether that's traveling, time with friends and family, or working on other ventures. If you want to free up your time, then have Podcast Laundry do the dirty work of note-taking, graphic creation, editing, show tagging, and uploading for you. Go to PodcastLaundry.com or call 347-871-8273 to schedule your consultation. And remember to use code CYLS. That's PodcastLaundry.com or call 347-871-8273.